it's not often that you meet someone in your adult years that's like in the same sort of industry that you just adore. And I adore Allie Colbert. I really do. I'm so appreciative that she's had me on her show twice. You should check them out. Those episodes are hysterical. Uh, Hopefully I become a series regular. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. But this was a long time coming. I wanted her obviously on Cool, Cool, Cool immediately because she's so cool. Um, I will warn you, the next 45, 50 minutes of your time will be really listening to two friends catch up about the scandal of it all, even though neither one of us watched Vanderpump. Um, confessions of uh, wanting straight people to be gay and a bunch of other just tomfoolery. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I love watching the Oscars. Oh, you're putting it in your calendar? Love yeah. it. I just love watching them. I think it's fun. I don't know. I love the red carpet and I love the award show. I just, I'm a sucker. I get to go this year. No. I, yeah. You're, have you I'm ever going. been? No. What is it going to be like? What are you wearing? <sighs> Vintage um, Oscar de la Renta. Wow, where'd you get that? My friend lets me borrow. Kit Vintage, shout out, follow. The best. Oh my God. You met her, really you met exciting. her. You met, you met Larry and Robin at our 420 dinner. Um, probably, I just don't have a We face. were so high. She was great. She's the best. They're like the funniest of all time. Wow, that's um, really exciting. To get. I so know. You get to sit in like, when you say go to the Oscars, you're not just talking about the red carpet, right? I'm definitely, I don't think I'm going to be able to go anywhere near the red carpet. I'm going, I have like a ticket. Oh, so you're like, okay. So, so I actually like got going. it wrong. Yeah. You're like sitting in the seats. Where are they going to put you? I don't know. I'm actually very stressed about it. I'm going um, with some Vanity Fair folks. So I hope they treat them well. And then by proxy, I'm treated well. And do you get to bring your wife? No. This like day and age, especially after COVID, there is like no plus ones. I like die laughing when people are like, oh, my God, invite me to your work event. And I'm like, (laughs) fucking insane. I can't invite anybody to anything. I have the coolest events. I said this on my show that you're like a socialite. I know, but I'm like not. You are, though, like you do go to the coolest events and you invite me. to. You have invited me to cool events, but those aren't events you're attending. Those are events that you're sort of curating. Yeah, and throwing. You didn't come to the last one. You messed up. Which was the last one? Was it the pride thing? No, the racket party. I invited you and Julian. Yeah, you were probably like, oh, I don't know, on some insane vacation. Speaking of socialite, all you do is travel. You guys, all you do is travel. That is crazy that you think that because what are you referring to? I'm referring to Florida last week. Florida? That's not... I'm referring... Oh, yeah, you said that. You were like, Wow, once again, I'm like, I, this is where like I come to like bury my relatives. This isn't like this wasn't like a, you know, like a bougie. I never think Florida's like my parents are there. Where do they live? Boca? Oh, my parents are in Vero Beach. Vero Beach? But where else other than like what Hawaii, you're thinking? Hawaii. Hawaii and Florida. And then Greece, our trip this summer. Which we both went. We basically we were there. We almost went to the same trip. I mean, I we fo- did. We followed you like we were like two days behind you or something. I know. That was really fun. Now I'm just like a slave to my house renovations. And so I feel like I'm never going to go on vacation again for the rest of my life, even though I, I was going to ask about the it. house. How oh, my God. Going? 
I had a surprise um, backyard renovation. I was supposed to just put in fucking hedges and now they literally ripped out trees and it's crazy. But I'm trying to get into a place so I can like have you guys over. I mean, you guys can come over now if you wanted to, but. But so how far along would you say like percentage wise in the renovation process are you? 0.111%. No, it's not true. You've been in it for so long. The kitchen is not done at all and that's going to be an overhaul. But I have to save money. That probably won't happen for like a year or two. And then the backyard. (laughs) Well, see, here's the problem, Allie, is that I want a pool. But you know Mm -hmm. what? Pools are a grip. What do you mean by that? Like they're so expensive. I've never heard of a grip. Like it costs a grip. Like it costs a lot. That's what that means. Oh, I know. I mean, I understand that now. But I didn't. I've never heard someone say it costs a grip. I'm sure grip. everyone's going to be talking about it on TikTok and then you'll hear about it. You know, every time we talk, you teach me a new thing, <laughs> like a new phrase. And you're Do like, I? you don't know what. Yeah. You're like, you don't know what that means. And I'm like, no, I had no idea. And then I then people like will DM me being like, so like little phrases you say that I've never heard. I mean, like when please. you said lights out, murder, murder or something you said. Oh, to yeah. Me, I still get messages about that. Well, can your those people can your hundred that can I just get. 10,000 of your 100,000 followers to follow me. I'm in this like very strange Westworld loop with Meta at the moment (laughs) where I go up 100 followers and down 100 followers every day. That's always how it is. I always go down, go up, go down, go up, go down, go up. By the way, your podcast, let's not let's not be envious and look at the grass being greener because your podcast before you even launched it had more reviews than my podcast. No, I had launched it, had like, it. No, come on. We had you had like five of your friends being like, Liz is the best. And people were like, This is the greatest podcast. No, I've you know what? Read. It's not any first of all, none of my friends know how to write. And I'll just tell you this right <laughs> my now. My friends can't read. None of my friends, for a fucking fact, listen to my podcast. The only episode they listened to, which happened much later was the oven scandal that happened to me where I got ripped off by this rich lady in Pasadena for a fucking oven that I had to like, I mean, that's a whole saga in and itself. And I refused to talk about it with anyone because the story was so long. So I made a podcast about it. And that's the only episode my friends listen to. I have lovely, lovely listeners that wrote reviews for me. And I love you. And please don't stop. And please tell Please don't stop. We love you. And I, I just remembered something that is so perfect for this moment. And it's that I got a voicemail to my show asking what I thought about something that you, and they mentioned <gasps> you by name, and they mentioned scissoring isn't a thing. And mm. they asked me to go to you to understand what this scandal is. And it was like a follow up on some like bar that was like uh, stealing money. And they said, you have to check with Liz Cully. Liz Cully spoke about this. I'm going to pull up the voicemail at some point. We'll do it at the end if you want. Yeah, but let's do it at the end. Oh they my god! I love me. this crossover. Yeah, it was hilarious. I've been meaning to ask you. I just totally money? forgot. It was like a lesbian. It was like a lesbian gay group or bar or cafe that had like taken funds from oh, something. Oh my god! Yes, that fucking crazy bitch. Yes, I know all about this. Okay, what was Hot it called? Donna's. Hot Donna's. Hot Donna's. Yeah, yeah. I- I- I'll play the voicemail at the end of the show if you yeah, want. Yeah, play the voice. I would love you to do that, and we can pause and you can put it in. I, I would love that. Yeah, I can. We can talk all about that. I um. But there's a there's a no, new part to that that they were asking my opinion on. I think. 
Okay. Well, I actually see. This is why I love ha- talking to you because I had things I was going to talk to you about. Who even fucking cares? Who cares? Nice I take care. I bring curriculum. Yeah. Don't you worry. do? Even though when I'm I like, do I your callers. show, <laughs> when I do your show, you're like, okay, well, that's it. Time's done. And I'm like, what? Um, Be- it, you know, come on. That episode, by the way, it came out phenomenal. And I know that you the entire time we were both ridden with like we had like very codependent anxiety. Like we I was ridden and you were angry and then we were both like not OK. But it was well, great. I, I also didn't realize that the chick that you that you were recording. First of all, I have I get very insecure going to the Dear Media studio. I don't like it. I'm the only white person, white woman I know that doesn't have some sort of show there or didn't formerly or doesn't currently or doesn't future wise have a show there. And uh-huh. so I feel it, you know what? The Dear Media vibe and the studio gives me mean white girl energy. Even though I love them all, there's it, it doesn't make any sense. I just feel like I'm not. They're the popular girl. Exactly. And I don't, I was never the popular girl. And so I don't feel comfortable. So I think that was already my energy. And I'm always like trying to like look nice for you because you like film it, even though you didn't film the last one. Cause I don't think I was like worthy of being filmed, but like don't even worry what? about it. They filmed it. It ain't, it didn't go nowhere. I didn't get no TikTok clip. Maybe, maybe, oh, you know, maybe they said we can do an episode at this time, but the cameras are off because they had no one to run the cameras. This was not, but wow, look at all the stories you can make up if you don't have the information. Well, You're I'm really not done. reinforcing all your childhood like I, trauma. Listen, hello. And then uh, you were late, which was fine. I was late. Were, well, I had an episode la- before. Well, exactly. And I was like, what, whatever. I'm sure that How person late was, was so that? great. You were like 10 minutes late. Wasn't that bad? Really? Even though you Sorry. asked to push this 15 minutes again. It's a, it's a pattern. It's fine. So oh, then. Wow. I'm kidding. Just... I'm literally kidding. I made a smoothie. Okay. It's like fine. Um, okay. But I didn't realize that the chick that you had been talking to before was talking about squirting. Yeah, Nicole Amy Schreiber. And I was like, well, no wonder, you, no wonder we were all being weird and didn't think the episode was going to go well. Because how do you top squirting conversations? You're, you know, you're looking at it the wrong way. I think you're in the total reframe. It's not like comparing you to Nicole Amy Schreiber. It's just like your episode gets to be your episode, like whatever it is. And like, that's okay. And also, by the way, I am sorry that it w- I was late. And when I asked to push, <laughs> I when I asked to push, but I just want to say when I asked to say, when I said, I said, can we do 1115 or is it a real big inconvenience? If you would have said it's okay, I can't, I can't push it. Then that would have been okay too. I know. I'm literally okay. just giving you shit. It's too easy. Also, we're friends, I know, so I can like do no, that No, I know. Stuff. But I like to talk about these sort of human error moments. Whoa, I'm becoming an armchair could... expert. Oh, boy. I'm trying to become Dak Shepard, Dana Shepard. Wait, I've talked about this like a million times, but do you know who my neighbor is? Monica Padman. No, fucking Mark Marin. Oh my God. I have plans with Mark two weeks from now. Will you tell him that the really cute lesbians that live five doors down is your friend? Yes, I will absolutely tell him. I really, can you actually, actually, this is, you're the perfect person for me to talk to about this. I don't know what to do because I, so he lives on the corner of my street. Um, I think I've told this story, but if I'm telling it and everybody's heard it, sorry, I'm still excited about it. So we were, it was Christmas time and you know, mm-hmm. it's like we're home. 
Yeah, yeah. It's like boring. Every fucking wayward friend that didn't go home for the holidays is like coming over to my house and I'm making them gourmet meals. It's like classic. Yeah. And I. You are such a good chef. I can't believe I haven't had one of those meals yet. Come on over. You haven't invited me. I literally have said you and Julian Please, come over whenever you no, want. No, you said we'll make we'll a do real it once plan. We're settled. Please okay, text fine. me and initiate. Thank you. Okay, I swear to God, you really, I really will. So, I said to Rachel, I'm like, somebody famous lives on the corner, and she's like, Yeah, right. And the background of this is that I actually, for as much as I'm like around celebrities, I never see them. Like we were sat mm-hmm. next to Charlize Theron, who I would like have passionate sex with. At Pache, and I didn't see her. And Ra- Ra- she got up and left, and Rachel looked at me, and she's like, you do realize we were sitting next to Charlize Theron for like two hours. I'm like, what? Like, I'm a moron. I never see it. Yeah. So I said to Rachel, I'm like, dude, somebody famous lives on the corner. And she's like, nobody fucking- How did you like- know that? Because I constantly saw black cars. Mm. And I'm like, they're weird time. It's like daytime. And it's like- doesn't seem like an airport run. Like, I'm such a psycho. I'm like, it doesn't seem like an airport run because it's not so early and it's not late. And like, if you're going to New York, it's you're either on that one. You're like, there's only a couple of flights. Like, I'm like, nah, it doesn't seem like that. Or really rich with the black cars. It's either the super wealthy or the famous. Well, and when we lived in West Hollywood, I said the same thing and he ended up just being a drug dealer. So (laughs) you never know. Right. So I was like, no, nah, I feel like it's a fucking famous person. She's like, dude, no, we're like in the suburb. Like, it's not a famous person. I'm like, OK, fine. So it's the day or two after New Year's and we're walking to Ralph's mm-hmm. with Ravioli. And Rachel looks at me. And she goes, oh, did you see a famous person? Like literally like that, making fun of me. I was like, you're mm-hmm. a dick. Your Rachel wow. impression, by the way, we'll have to circle back to that because it's so bizarre. It's fine. The fact that I <laughs> called and oh, actually real. Let me finish the story and then I do yeah, have yeah, something I have to tell you. But then yeah. we're walking back and I see some guy like smoking a cigar on the um on the deck. He has really mm-hmm. big trees in front of his house. And then I look and I'm like, oh, my. Mm-hmm, it's it's Mark fucking Marin. Mark Marin. Like literally on the stoop. And he's like, hey, how you doing? Happy New Year. I was like, oh, shit. Happy New Year. So like I, of course, told my colleagues at Vanity Fair this story because Radhika Jones, our editor in chief, went to his house because the studio's legit stone's throw right here and recorded. And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys, guess what? Mark Maron's my neighbor. And then they all in a very loving way, shat on me. And they're like, oh, you should tell me you have a podcast. I'm like, yeah, fuck you guys, <laughs> which I will not be doing. Um, I'm going to tell him when I see him next week. Okay, you tell him. My lesbian neighbor podcast from her house that she's renovating next year's. Yeah. Also, I looked, up, I looked up, I looked up his, per- yeah, we're friends. I looked up his permitting. He didn't permit the fucking garage ADU into recording studio until after. Please don't tell him that. What is I wrong was just with curious. you? You're trying to get, curious. you're trying to become friends or cancel him? No, he rectified it. He talked about it on his show. Oh, okay. no, 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 no. I just like got, he like his favorite store. I'm like, store. yeah, lead with that. Lead with that, Liz. No, it's like his favorite like place that he goes, I listened to him on this other interview afterward because I'm like, oh my God, Um, for THR. And he was like, his favorite store to shop at is Fish King. So it was mine. So now I'm like, oh my God. Anyway, so. What's Fish King? Oh, it's a dream. It is a Japanese family owned like butcher shop market 
restaurant in Glendale that's been around since the early 40s. Writing it down. I'm taking so many notes on this. Well, you just come to the house and we can can go get it. But you can go up and you can buy fresh fish. And they also have meats too, but they have like a sushi counter. And then they have this like other food counter where you pick out your fish fresh or they can do chicken or whatever. And they either make it like Hawaiian style or like or teriyaki style like you can get rice you can get vegetable like it's just oh this, like, my god cute, Julia would flip out for this she would and then it's a whole market and then the market it's like all Asian condom like shit that being from San Francisco used to be in like I took for granted and like great Italian stuff and like this incredible wine wow. section and it's oh tiny god. This sounds phenomenal anyway tell Mark Marin um that I said hi I wanted to bring him grapefruits because we have a crazy grapefruit tree and then i'm like that seems weird i, I don't I think don't it's weird and i i think i think this might support you in kind of choosing how you want to move forward with mark but did you see his hbo special the new one yes oh i feel like yeah because he talks about the support he got from his neighbors during the pandemic and mm-hmm. feeling like he was just crying alone on the street and he you know i haven't spent so much time with him but we became friends when i was in at just for laughs in montreal and he was so nice and like good to me. And we just connected and we talked and we hung out and we exchanged numbers. And he had me open for him when I was in Montreal and just like was just so. Wait, like, I did not know this. I'm dying. Yes. And yeah. But when you see him in a week or two, be like, my friend lives, literally lives down the street. I'm going to come. And she, you come. He loves Fish King. I love Fish King. We'll get Fish King and we'll bring it over. Great. I'll text him that uh, when I get off. Okay. I'm dead. Um, all right. So every time I'm on your show, you do very controversial like promos about our conversations. And I don't typically get in trouble. I do? Yeah. I don't get in trouble with my wife like ever because I don't really say anything like, I mean, obviously I'm not going to disrespect her or, like anything crazy. Yeah. But the last time, I think it, it was the last time I was on your show or maybe it was the first time I... <laughs> Like Freudian slipped and called Rachel mommy. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> you know, I wasn't making those. Some of the promos, the video team would just cut and they would choose the worst things to put on TikTok. They would like clever edit me into being like, like, th- like I could. I'm like homeless people shouldn't black people, trans people. <laughs> but like they would just like put a clip of me being like, don't. And I'm like, stop, stop. Yeah, so I'm not surprised you had you were kind of fucked by the editing. I was, by, I, was, I was fucked by the popular girls. No, she didn't get upset, but she was like, hey, do we? It was just really funny. She <laughs> came into the room and she's like, do you need to talk to me about what you talked about with Allie at all? And I was like, no, I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck. Like, I don't remember. I was like, I don't know what the fuck we talked that about. That question like, would give, make my heart race if Julian said yeah, that to no me. Oh, shit. It would be. That's why I'm I telling you. flip out. And then I was like, uh. It's so leading. Uh, just say what you uh, want to uh, say, no. Rachel. And she's like, well, get you what did you talk about? Because right I can't remember something about like, I don't know. Basically, you're, those fucking popular girls edited some bullshittery. And I was just like, oh, brother. But I listened no, to the whole what? episode of and it was what? fine. Just that it was something about like, mo- like um, it was mommy? basically like money, mommy, and sex. Something of that nature. And the way that they made it, it just seemed Sounded a lot bad. crazier than it was. But it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, yeah, I mean, oof. I'm grateful for that reason that Julian doesn't listen to a thing I say. 
Neither does Rachel. Ever, never, yeah, not once. That's why she now was literally it sounds like, like she does. Yeah, but it's it's too scary because the podcast, you know, it's loose, and I want to feel like I can be honest, and I also want to feel like I can be edgy and say things that I'm like I'm baiting a little. I feel like I bait a little on my show. You love you to know? talk about sex. I do. All the time. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Is like if you were a Do good I? lay. You and I talked about if I thought you were like good in bed or something <laughs> like that. And they fucking the way that the promo was, I was just like, oh, my God, dude. What? Get it made it look like we were going to hook up or something? <laughs> I don't know. Something about like if who's good in bed. I don't know. I was just like fucking nope. dear media. God I think people it. are curious about it. I think I am. I think sex is just like important to like the human conversation. This is me being Dak Shepard. But the other thing I was going to say is that something else happened in our episode where in one, I don't know if it was the first episode we did or the second episode we did. I'd love to have you back and not have any prompts. But I said something about why I liked women. And I was like, you know, and I was said they're hot. I want to take care of them. I want to spend money on them. And you said something like, uh, oh God, you could spend money on something like, yeah, spend money on me. That sounds amazing. Blah, blah, blah. And because of that clip of me talking about why I love women, I got so many DMs from straight girls being like, being like obsessed with the way you talked about that really opened something up inside of me, your energy, blah, 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 blah. So Damn. really you gave me a gift with that episode. I don't get hit on by straight women. I don't get hit on by anyone. Period. I think... Do you not like talking about sex? I forget. That's what it is. But maybe you're sourcing that internally. I mean, again, I don't leave my house. The, the My only opportunities are like the fucking guys at the counter of Fish King, Mark Marin, and Rachel. So like, and Rachel hits on me. I mean, in that married way. But I'm just What's saying like- What's the married way? She's just like funny. Like you and I were about to record and I'm like, okay, I'm recording with Allie Colbert. Like I gotta go. Like I'm like closing all the doors. And she's like, mm -hmm. no, no, you need to come here. And I'm like, oh. Because I'm always in trouble. Always. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm always in trouble. And she's like, you got to pay the kissing tax. I'm like, that shit's cute. I think that's oh, cute. that's cute. That is cute. I've never said anything like that ever. Yeah, we say dumb shit. If anyone ever heard the way that we speak to each other in private, or I'll take it a step further, how we individually but also collectively speak to our dog, I would be horrified. I would oh be mortified. God. Me too. What do you do? And I'll tell you what we do. What we do is bad. With the dog or with each other? I can't tell about each other. We can talk about the, the dog. dog. The dog. The dog what is do you so do bad. Other? Well, I sing songs to the dog because the dog sings back with me now. The, what does that even mean, Cully? If we sing, okay, so we got her in the pandemic and we were really going through like a Madonna phase. We were like <laughs> listening to so much Madonna and like playing dominoes, playing cards. We were like locked in the fucking house. That sounds so if, awesome. <laughs> it is good. If I sing La Isla Bonita to her, mm -hmm. she will sing mm -hmm. it back to me. And then I've also like made up songs, but I sing to her like. Can we get this on the, the pod? I think we should bring the dog in and get the dog She's to sleepy, sing on leapy. the podcast. Mm. She's sleepy, sleepy. <laughs> mm -hmm. I gotta keep her that way. But I sing to the dog all I got the time. My baby on the floor here. Yeah, Ravioli is usually on the couch, but she's over there because Rachel's not. She's not working yet. So I'll sing to the dog and she sings with me or I'll like make up little songs about her all the time and sing with her. I also say instead of like come snuggle, I say sniggle. Uh -huh. So I'll be like, you want to come sniggle with your mama? Uh-huh. Oh, that's cute. It's so that's embarrassing. Cute. And then 
I don't know. I just, I tell her she's so beautiful all the time. I was walking the dog yesterday and I was like, you're so smart. You're so beautiful. You're so brave. You're such a girl. And then this like guy I didn't realize was walking behind me and I was horrified. That's so funny. Julian, that's really, I mean, I totally get that. Julian and I have gotten these sick idea, sick, dark idea joke in our head that Luca, our dog, would be the perfect sperm donor. So, so we keep being like, he's the only one we want. He's so handsome. He has, he's so secure. We both love him. He's non-threatening. He already shares our bed. So that's been our, our joke. But the way we talk to him, I mean, and I think the way I talk to anyone in private should never be heard. Yeah. It's easy to slip into like, you know, like baby voice. And it's just terrible. It's shit. horrifying. It's so I, the baby talk is mommy. so. <laughs> I don't call her mommy. I know it's mommy. It was a, oh mommy my God. milk time. Ew. Ew. Allie, you always just take it to a, a layer. A I just don't think it's. I just it's obvious that like people suck on people's boobs and there's something Freudian about that. I'm sorry. Like that's not an original idea. It's, it's just it's not there's like that's not I didn't come oh, up with that. Oh I'm just I'm just naming what needs to be named. Mama. I know it's <laughs> it needs to stop. <laughs> it's also hard to um <sighs> even like take this conversation seriously because you're in this like um produce like where your AI location is, I'm imagining like Pacific Palisades, like you're a producer. You're like, <laughs> just so you know, now it's giving me love after lockup vibes. How bad is this? That's why I'm not showing this. <laughs> Back to this. I'm dead. I'm I dead. Can't, I can't. Oh my God. That's so good. Yeah. So there's so much going on in like reality TV that I don't give a singular fuck about on Vanderpump Rules. Never watch I, the show. Don't give a fuck. Dude. Do you Me love that too. stuff or are you into no, it? I, I made a comment the other day. I'm like, there must be something really crazy going on. If I'm if like the Vanderpump rules drama is like penetrating my world this intensely because like I don't watch it. And like people I know don't. I didn't think people I'm like close to watch it. So like I'm hearing this like this is just like really like intensely like ramming its head in my world well imagine me bravo with jason it's like non-stop basically this chick who i had already known <sighs> through i'm like trying to not use any identifying labels here i knew through some mutual people that she was a hoe anyway but basically she fucked some girl who's been dating this guy for like seven she or eight fucked years some girl no she fucked a dude who was dating her friend can i she see the names no isn't it no, Raquel, ha- Raquel fucked Raquel. this guy named Tom. Tom was dating some girl named Ariana. Ariana and Tom had been together, I think, for like seven or eight years. Right. That's what I thought. That, yeah. So that Ariana and Tom Sandoval have been together for like a decade. Yeah. That guy feels... And Raquel, but also fucked Tom Schwartz. I know that to be true. Or they kissed oh. or something. And Schwartz was dating Katie Maloney. Which, by the way, I had Katie Maloney on my podcast Mm. and I interviewed her and I had never seen Vanderpump Rules, but they had I had been encouraged by a certain popular girl to have Katie Maloney on my show. And I asked her about the secret to a successful marriage, recorded the episode and two days later 
her divorce <laughs> was announced. <laughs> so I felt so terrible that I'm like, how do you two make it work? And she was coming. So I never aired the episode because it felt so disingenuous to 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 do. And I it felt uncomfortable. I felt bad. Wow. Yeah. But so so her they broke up and then this girl and then say someone said she's a homie hopper. Wasn't she with Jamie Kennedy? Is that a person? Yes. So she does does him, does the other, and then does Tom Sant. But why are, I don't understand why people are freaking out about it like to another level. Like what was the added like fuck? The added element of like this is horrible, I think because it's been thing. going on for like eight months or something. Is that too long to cheat? Isn't that's that a real that's like a little different than like I think getting wasted and like fucking someone one time. So that's an have, affair. So, that's, so 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 that's why. It's because it's an affair. And it's it's so intense. And it, also, I think because it was from all sides, like she knew the girl, she knew him. She knew, like it, it was everyone was involved. Right. No one's I, a stranger to the group. I think the problem with that show is that no one is a stranger and everyone like don't they have other friends? Like, I guess that's my only thing with this. You know what I mean? And I don't mean to sound insensitive, but I'm like, why don't you guys like get different friends? Right. <laughs> Well, like, he, and expand the group. You know what I'm saying? Ex- like, why is this yeah, so like, I, I just I really, truly don't understand. Period. I, I don't know fully like the layout of the group, but I also know what adds to it is that when like drama of this level takes place in like like an A-list world, everyone is quiet about it and it kind of the audience will play it out like all of the stuff, the outrage. But when it happens in like a Bravo world, I'm seeing the other members of the group each come out with like a horrible opinion and like say it and like tag everyone. So it kind of keeps, it keeps stirring it up. Like they don't, they don't let it sizzle out on its own. Everyone wants to kind of come out bruised and bloodied. You know what I mean? Uh, That's a, that's not only a hot take, but that's an accurate take. Right? Yeah, that's a very accurate take. Well, I guess my question was, is like, do you follow it? It sounds like both of us don't. But what do you watch any reality TV? Like, are you into any reality TV? I I like. um, Yeah, I mean, I'll go in and out of certain reality. The thing about reality TV, though, is like if I watch a show that people have spent millions and millions of dollars making and it's on HBO or Apple TV and there's brilliant writers. I can walk away from the show feeling like I did something kind of I I spent my time in a more I can tell myself it was a bit more meaningful Mm. way to spend the time as opposed to reality shows where I feel like, listen, you're just really wasting time. I know. Yesterday, um, I had so many things that I need. I was supposed to go to a four year old birthday party. Yeah. That was within walking distance from my house. I live right next to this beautiful park lovely um, but everybody got the flu so i wasn't able to go which was kind of a bummer because i was who excited. got the flu the four-year-old the four-year-old the six-year-old the nine-month-old and my friends who are the parents well, terrible the whole family got taken out whole t- whole family got taken out rachel and i took over these like disgusting things called crumb cookies over to the house like the oh. day before wait are those the ones where they like advertise them like sexy cookies where they're like you want to fuck this cookie <laughs> yes and rachel i sent her in she we, we were like a 200 dollars box of cookies no 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 not even cl- it wasn't actually but you'll it's, it's like just lemon like, slut 
bite. It's like, what? (laughs) Well, no, yeah, I know, I know. But we, again, we like live this like funny suburban lifestyle. And we were at the UPS store in La Cunada, Flint Ridge. And I'm like, oh, there's like a crumb cookie. Like, let's get the boys, you know, let's drop them off at the house. Like, it'll be nice. And like, whatever. And Rachel comes back and these cookies smell so sweet and so disgusting. I'm like, what flavors did you get? And I open up and she got like a four-year-old maple bacon. Like it was like it was it was like 2002. Like oh my yeah. Wow, you're like you're like shading maple bacon for being an outdated flavor. It It is is. maple bacon is like so yeah, I'm really you know what I'm so glad you brought up maple bacon because (laughs) you're welcome. I went to a donut store with my mom in Florida. And my mom was like, get the maple bacon, get the maple bacon. And I looked at her like, where are like, have you been living under a rock? Like no one gets maple bacon anymore. Like maple bacon is just so (laughs) So old. Like maple bacon is from like a time when like I couldn't get married. Like maple bacon is not. (laughs) Maple bacon. Well, guess what? It's about to be a time where we can't get married again. Because so that'll be cool. But yeah. um, Do you think that's going to happen? Come on. I think no. it's pretty. I think it's kind of insane that this drag law passed in Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. I really do think it's really. I think politics have gotten real weird. It's gotten mm-hmm. real. Like the the internalized homophobia of these Republicans is really scary. Like, I mean, I bet the BDSM community is just fucking like. You know how everybody was making money in crypto? I bet BDSM is just fucking boop, 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 like just <laughs> fucking crushing right now. Yeah. Dudes are getting whipped up, tied up, everything. I in Tennessee? In Tennessee. Everywhere. I think in Tennessee. I think in Florida. Tennessee, I think Florida. Mississippi. I don't know. My so, accent's bad. And your parents live in Florida. Yeah. How do you feel about Florida? Terrible. I hate it. I don't get it. I almost got arrested there. Actually, funny enough, when br- the Britney, Christina, I'm Madonna. Need more on that. Yeah. Okay. So my parents had just moved to Florida and my brother, who, one of my brothers who's gay and my cousin, Sarah, who's just like, oh no. Yeah. It was my cousin. Who's Sarah. also gay in a different way. No, Sarah's not. You know what? Sarah's actually like one of the only people I know who listen to this in my <laughs> familial <laughs> life who listen to this. So shout out to Sarah. Sarah shout is. Out. Sarah is very straight, but like talk about being the best ally. Like she should, you know, those like wonderful straight women that are like so artistic and fun and outgoing. They should be gay, like a gay man, but they're not. It's very That's hard Sarah. for me when I when I meet those. Oh, I wish Sarah's, they were gay. Sarah's the best. Sarah Dude, I'm be like so annoyed Sarni Rogers isn't gay every day. I'm annoyed about it. Oh, my God. My friend Renee just went out to dinner with her and was like, oh, I wish Sarni was gay. And for all the just OG be gay, Sarni, for all the OG scissoring isn't a thing. Listeners, uh, Sarni was our producer. Sarni is responsible for putting me and Darren together and getting our show. Sarni is also responsible for me being gay. I, you got to understand. Sarni is like my bet. One of my bestest, bestest friends. I She's have seen her boobs. Me. I've seen her body a million. She's a in beautiful body. Great. I just there is zero sex vibe for me in Sarni. Like I call her Sarnzilla. Because she's a little monster. Like you have to understand Sarni and I worked cubicle to cubicle at MySpace together. I just think that she is a part of one of the most gorgeous couples to ever walk the face of the earth. That's it. 
feel free again to i don't feel search. any vibe on nick either okay i mean i'm not feeling it towards me certainly not but i'm looking and i'm just observing and i think we should put them in a museum <laughs> i cannot wait to call her and tell her this wait would you have a threesome with nick and sarnie even though you don't like dudes would you where fuck would nick? julian be oh yeah foursome yeah oh yes i would 100 percent do that but mm. I, but I, but I value the friendship. I'm not trying to force my, my lesbianism on Nick and Sarnie. Let them be on their own. Fair enough. They're, yeah, they're, but of they're... Course, if they were open to it, I would say, tell me when, when, then I'll get an Uber black. <laughs> oh my God. What a weird conversation to be had. I feel like I have to keep this in the podcast, but part of me wants to take it out, but I'm not. Really? Who would be offended? Rachel. I don't know. <laughs> Rachel is always <laughs> <laughs> no. Rachel would not be. Who's Rachel, gonna care? Yeah, I guess you're right. I no don't think cares. cares. Even though you fucking called her right by her government name, shit. I'm telling the world. I'm saying that she's hot. She is hot. That's it. That's she's it. just again. No she's plan, like nothing. I, I'm just saying she, she's hot. I have such an intense like love. Like Sarni has surpassed even like friend to me. She's really gone into the like just family zone do you know what i mean like we don't talk yeah. every day and that's like me with nick no i'm joking oh my god i'm dead i'm fucking dead <laughs> i can't wait to have see you been to his clip. house ever the dome no yeah. i haven't all right we're we gonna change the audience yeah we're gonna lose the audience they don't care it's like because we could just talk about personal shit all day long all right so yeah my big thing is that i love um life after lockup so okay so tell me what that one is that one essentially is it's people that meet in prison yeah, and then they chronicle. There's two shows. There's there's love. There's life after lockup. Oh no, I think it's life and love after lockup. I think it's all the same thing. But basically, these people like meet people in prison, and then they get out of prison, and then we see them and their relationships together. Nine out of ten times, please don't be shocked. But the person in prison was scamming the person they were in love with out of prison. But sometimes the oh, one percent. They're both not in prison. One no. of them is in prison. Oh, of course. Of course. But, but sometimes they end up getting married and having children and it goes on. And the crazy part is that now there's 17 seasons. Mm-hmm. I've seen them all. Now oh, that we're 17 in, seasons? Yeah. What? So now that we're in 17 seasons, some people will be reoccurring characters and they've dated multiple people in prison and keep getting played and keep going back to the prison pool. And how do they get, how do you dip your toes in the prison pool? I think Facebook. Here's the, they say they meet on Facebook. Why choose from that group of people? Well, I could, I mean, because they're vulnerable, they're available. It's like some fucked up shit. But is it, and not to gender the situation, is it often men in prison speaking to women outside of prison? You know what? It is 50-50. Yeah. And mostly the women that's, that are in prison, the women that are in prison are actually, yes, they're scamming, but then it's also these loser predator ass dudes that I think want vulnerable women in prison. I'm telling you, I, it, listen, I love the wow. Bravo. There are many Bravo shows that I love. Obviously, we've established that you and I don't watch Vanderpump, however like whatever we're being thrusted into this bullshittery but the i like the ones that are a little bit more psychologically fucked up like i mean all reality that that's the ones that i kind of gravitate towards no i think that i think that's fascinating i'm just curious though like if you're a guy and you're writing to a woman in prison he's not scamming her is he 
No, but he clearly it's wants the person to... in prison scamming the person outside of prison. Yes, but like if you think about it, if you break it down, why the fuck is that guy going after like a vulnerable woman in prison? Yeah. And, and like, what is the reason? Because he's fucking. What does he get from that though? They don't. Does he, he gets get, a woman that's that? constantly calling him. It's a woman that needs him financially. It's a woman that doesn't have the same rights when she gets out as other women. So she depends heavily on him. But why? That doesn't sound like he's getting anything good out of that other than phone calls and having to send. I think perhaps it's like a power thing. It's like a control thing. Telling you. Oh, I'd like that. I would like a man to send me money and I can text him whenever I need help. Yeah. Sounds like I'm in that. That I love it great. when people people ask me for my cash app all the time on Instagram, but it, I think they're trying to scam the cash, me. It's so shady, the cash app. Scam, scammers, scammers are I, I had a conversation with one of those guys once, like really saw how far I could take it. And it was, he like needed me to, it, yeah, it did, it was a scam. Did he also tell you you were like a, you know, a distant relative of like a prince in Nigeria? No, he said I won like a, I won. Yeah, a, of course. <laughs> yeah, like, I love when I get the messages where it's a screenshot of like a bank account, like a balance. And it's like, look, I can I made five thousand dollars on crypto today. If you I'll send you some like I'm just trying to send people money because once in a while, though, I have found men on the Internet in my DMs who just send me money, who just sent me money. Like this one guy I've talked about on my podcast that messaged Julian on Instagram, then messaged me. He just sent us like a few thousand bucks just sent it and then oh my god please send me a thousand please 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 or please just subscribe to my patreon i'm like this fucking i have to put a french drain in my backyard i don't even know what a french (laughs) french drain i need a french drain now for the front one it's terrible so okay so fun fact about reality tv is this woman that i know named jessica clark who's a lesbian um, she and this other girl who I know, um, Amber's Closet, who is like this YouTuber, they're starting and I believe they're already in production on like the first ever fully lesbian dating reality show. I will drop everything to watch that. They've um, apparently casted a couple of like real fucking douchey Florida. You Like, do you know the douchey Florida, like kind of bro-y, but like surfery lesbian crew i can imagine it but i don't know these people specifically or vaguely (laughs) i don't either i've just seen them but they couple they've gotten a couple of them i think i will be tuning into it i can't is is in development it's in no she says it's been produced hold on let's pull up her instagram jessica's really interesting so jessica was did you ever watch true blood no, but I, I definitely know what that is. She was the naked girl in True Blood. And I interviewed ah, yeah, her a long, sure. long time ago. So the show is called Love is Love. Uh, is it? No. What is it called? Love, love is love? love. Wait, hold on, hold on. Love is love. Coming out for love. That's what it's called. Coming out okay. for love. Um, yes, good. I have never heard of these production companies ever. Not once in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lesbian dating competition show. And um, it's Just Joe Productions and Pelican Film Inc. Uh, okay. <clears throat> uh, okay. Um, it's coming. It's season premiere is February Valentine's Day. Oh, oh what, so it already came out. This Wait, is so what? confusing to me. Wait, 
It's called Coming Out for Love. Let me Coming Google. Out Coming. for Love. So where is it? Let's see. Coming Out for Love is the oh, show. Oh, it's coming out a little for. later than planned. The first lesbian show. Please follow and wait. So February 17th. So we're all just kind of holding for it. I don't know when. 16 women come together under one roof at the Palm Palace in Palm Springs, California, hoping to catch the heart of the key master. And the key master is what is this? The I think it's deck. Amber's closet. Amber Washington. Whittington. Yeah. So here's the. Th- oh, that's the host. Oh, and here's all the lesbians. Oh, wait, I see this them right is now. crazy. The contestants. I, I know I Jessica. Wait, I know Jessica. I know like half these contestants. You do? How do you know them? Fucking L.A. lesbian dumb stuff. I wonder if here's the thing with these lesbian like. Could you imagine wow. a lesbian dating competition show? It's just like on the first episode, they would already choose who their partner is and they would say, I love you. I don't want to leave you. And they would just the whole next 20 episodes would just be them, you know, combining their bank accounts and moving into one suitcase and sharing a bed. They would quickly settle, I think. Wow, this is wild. OK, so actually, so Lundy is the one if you look at the contestants yeah, and Sterling me. are the like Florida kind of bro TikTok oh, lesbians. Let's see. Lundy and Sterling. Uh, I see Lotus. Oh, I see Lundy and Sterling. Yeah, yeah. Lundy is exact. Lundy is what I imagined. Yeah. Lundy is like a surfer lesbian. So anyway, so it looks like the lesbians right. are trying to go into the very budget foray into dating. I think we have to watch it. We have to watch it. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm surprised it hasn't come out yet. So, yeah, so there's that. Mar- we'll we'll monitor that. I mean, you've seen. Love is uh, what the fuck is the one? Come one, come all. The perfect match. The the queer one. Everyone's yeah. gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you think of that? I think it's fine. I again, my the ones that I really like are Temptation Island, where it's like two, where it's like couples before they decide to get married, go to an island and like oh, yeah. get drunk and fuck other people. I mean, I Does just like it really when people happen? have sex. Yes. Then they really do. They really break up long-standing relationships yes and and why just for the fucking or they say i want to be in a relationship with this person now sometimes the both i want to watch that one that one sounds really truly truly i have to tell you it's i think temptation island does not get the credit it deserves what season should i watch it was a reboot so watch the newer ones there's one i'm going to text it to you where she literally fucks on the first night which is so Great. Not that anyone can anyone can have sex as soon as you want. I don't really give a shit about that. I've had one night stands. It doesn't really matter. I am talking more about the fact that like you go. It's just like what a way to like set the tone. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. And they have a month. So it's like, damn, you're just going to fuck. And then and, the guy and ends then up being such a dick. feels must feel so betrayed. Big time. Does the partner know immediately? Well, no, they play clips with no context. So talk about oh, the promos you on your up for this. Talk about the promos of your show, but like on steroids. Because it'll be like <laughs> That's funny. You feel so like manipulated by, <laughs> by the TikToks. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm trying to like up my presence on TikTok these days, and it's not really going anywhere. As you saw with me using that bold beauty filter. And looking oh, fucking shit. crazy. Well, the only thing about that, the only issue I had with that, and I think everyone, everyone looks amazing at that bold glamour filter. I actually think I look goofy with it. Like I look fucking goofy. 
but you posted yourself in that filter on the grid. No comment that you're using that filter. <laughs> that I thought was so irresponsible. <laughs> yes, I did. I think eventually, didn't I? No, you like made a joke, but I was like, you can't do that. Well, here's That's why ridiculous. mine. Hold on. Here's why mine looked crazier is because I had had my lips done the day before. So they were swollen already. So mm. I looked literally like Big Ange. I really, <laughs> I really did. I, I looked I, bananas. It was really something else. Um, okay, so to round out this completely ADD Monday morning chaotic mess of a 45 minutes or an hour. It was so enjoyable. Yeah, I could talk to you forever. Yeah, me too. It's so easy. Same, same Z's. Teams, um, twins. Yay. Um, Mama. <laughs> Mama. Hot Donna's dilemma. Oh, let me pull I brought it up. us back. Pull it, while I'm pulling it up, I'm going to give the listeners some background. So I can't help myself but offer help I'm, to people. And I really am trying to catch myself. It's actually something I'm very actively working on in therapy. I spread myself too thin. I say fucking yes to everything. I always want to help some people. It's terrible. So during the pandemic in Los Angeles, there was there's tons of like lesbian promoters everywhere. However, during the pandemic, when we're all focused on our phones, I noticed that there was a new kind of promoter who was creating community events with the end goal of starting a new lesbian bar. And I, at the time, was really in the middle with Darren of scissoring isn't a thing. We were doing quite well. I was like, oh, and like the Lesbian Bar Project, which is something you guys should check out. It's a documentary. We had had uh, Leah Delaria and also Erica on our show. So we were like in it. And I wanted to get more. I'm like giving you the real. I'm also like telling you the tale, but I'm also giving you like the truth about why I got myself involved in this. Right. And you interviewed her, right? I unfortunately did. So I, you know, we were getting a lot of pressure from Embassy Row to increase listenership. We were being told that scissoring isn't a thing, wasn't doing well. It wasn't a priority. Not that they didn't love us. Not that they didn't respect us and appreciate us. But they're like, you guys aren't really bringing in the ad revenue. And I'm like, okay, well, let's change that. Liz Cully is bringing in all the ad revenue, but whatever. So we were getting a lot of pressure. Darren was like, yeah, I don't know. Like, let's just have like Bravo people on. And like, I don't know why our numbers are bad. And I'm like, I don't know why our numbers are bad either. I don't think that they're bad, but like, okay. You know what I'm saying? So I reached out to this promoter because I'm like, well, shit, she's doing these like major events. Why don't we combine forces? So I reached out to her and she seemed cool. And I'm like, okay, why don't Darren and I host one of your events or like we host like a speed dating or like something and Fun. and uh, we can do something together. And she seemed really into it. And I said, and as a thank you, I'll have you as a guest on the show. So I had a meeting with this chick on Zoom and I just immediately had weird vibes. Mm. She was like, yeah, I need to get the venue for free, all the booze for free, all the people to work for free. But then I need to charge like twenty five dollars a pop. Uh And then also like I want to fucking charge these brands like 10 grand. And listen, I put on put on I've been producing events and content. I've done this for a long like at this point, I'm coming on 15 years. And I was just like this math 
does not add up. And I, you know, was like, what the fuck? So I even called Darren and I was like, I don't know, dude, let's like interview her. But I got to be honest with you, like I'm feeling like weird about this. And she was like, "Okay, Mm -hmm. I got it. So we interviewed her, kept trying to make things happen. But then she just kind of like kept going with this event without me. But again, like it just was it just was feeling very off brand. Fine. I talked to her one more time and I started to sort of like poke holes in her plan again yeah like i was though i'm like that doesn't really seem to track for me like why would why would jack daniels pay you ten thousand dollars if they're giving you fifteen thousand dollars of alcohol in kind and also like who's paying for the liquor light like do you know what i mean again i'm annoying because i've done this so much she got weird and i just sort of i sort of ghosted her she was like do you want to do this and i was like no and like please don't reach out to any of my contacts which like fine so some time goes on and then I see this like lesbian TikToker, Instagrammer doing this like deep dive that apparently this owner of Hot Donna is the person I had spoken to, shuttered the Instagram, shuttered the website, never paid anybody, never paid any people, but had like basically embezzled all of this money. She had like major les. That's the problem with lesbians is they're always down to help. So she had like fucking all these comedians and like big lesbians like you know creating yeah like doing all this shit for her and she like didn't she just apparently took the money and ran so what i know of it is that i do know a couple of people that worked her events and they're like no she like owes me money so i don't know that's what i know of the whole situation that's like a spinoff of bad vegan totally where you're, she's Except like, she's like, like, no, I was being manipulated. I had to take that money to send it back. That was a good one. Wow, that's a crazy story. All right, do you have the voicemail? Hi, Ali. My name is Jordan. Um, I'm from LA. I wanted you to possibly touch um, on the Hot Donna's Clubhouse debacle. So, um, Hot Donna's Clubhouse. If you don't, if if you, it's not fresh in your mind was a uh, essentially trying to be a queer collective of, um, you know, lesbians, non-binary people, trying to open up a uh, bar, nightclub type situation. You know, the business plan was unclear from the beginning, but a lot of us queer people in L.A., um, you know, combined resources to help out with the situation. And now the, the host has gone dark. It, it's, it's quite a... I don't know. I, it's a mystery, but not not really a mystery. We know what happened. She took the money and ran. But there's really no accountability being like held here. Um, back in I think 2021, um, Liz Cully and uh, I can't remember her name. The the people who do scissoring isn't a thing. They interviewed her. Um, and it was like a glowing recommendation. And, you know, obviously scissoring isn't a thing, isn't a podcast anymore. I don't think either of them have, you know, discussed the rise and fall of the Hot Donna's Clubhouse. But it's really honestly juicy and worth looking into. And I was wondering if you could um, speak on it or give opinions. Um, and I wanted to know if you attended any of the events or supported at all in any way. Um, thank you. I love your podcast. Uh, super refreshing. And I love that you uh, give everybody shit. So you're fantastic. Bye. So other than you 
making Mark Marin and me best friends, what do you are you like going on the road? Are you like what's up with you? Um, vacations. I'm planned? going to yeah, a lot of vacation. I'm going this Thursday to the Kennedy Center performing for International Women's Day. Wow, that's a big one. I know. I did. I did it last year. I performed, and this year I'm hosting it. The show. It's it's me. It's um. Janelle James from Abbott Elementary. Tell Janelle. I have a great cringe story about Janelle. You want to hear it right now? It's terrible. I sound like a fucking loser. I met Janelle a million years ago. A friend of mine connected us. We became Facebook friends. It was when she was a stand up in New York, just doing yeah. whatever. We, my friend Dom, I think was the one that introduced us. We would talk all the time. I tried to get her to be the first guest on Scissoring Isn't a Thing, which makes no sense because she's not gay. We never met in person. She blew up. And I saw her recently at the GQ Men of the Year Awards and I walked up to her and I, this is how I introduced myself. You ready? Hi. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Oh I'm God. so embarrassed. Oh Hi, man. I'm Liz from Facebook. Why did I say that? Oh man. And it was like really so bad. awkward and she was like standing with the other dude, like, you know, I hate Chris dude. And I just was so, and she kind of blew me off and was like what and I'm like oh it's just like so crazy you're like so famous now and we met so many years and then I just like kind of trailed off and walked away so anyway tell oh, Janelle I said what's up I'll she probably knows who I am relay but- that message um yeah it's her what else am I doing I'm going I'm actually I am going to Morocco on Julian's yoga retreat oh yeah that looks tight why don't you and Rachel come I, pr- I one I don't have the money and two I would love to though well maybe you don't redo your kitchen have to redo the kitchen. Okay. Well, we're doing that. And then uh, I just got, yeah, I don't know. Hanging around. I'm hanging around for a minute. Just got booked oh, for something? I just got booked for something? Is that what you were about to say? No. I was going to say I just got back from Florida yesterday. Oh, okay, 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 okay. But yeah, I just got booked. I'm putting that into the universe. I just got booked for something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's huge. It's huge. I have a huge things coming. Really huge big. things. I love really it. big. Yeah, you do. Really big things. Coming, I think so. International Women's Day at the Kennedy Center is like pretty big. Yeah, also, pretty big. shout out to Ron Funches if he listens to this. He was so happy that Ronnie! we're friends. Yeah, he's great. I loved knowing that you two are friends. Yeah, but you do. I, I went on his podcast awkwardly. I went to his vision board party and he was like, Liz was, I mean, I was one of his first friends in LA. That's, That's how really long s- I've known Ron. That's really sweet. I love it. I think it's great. A vision board party also sounds awesome. I wish I was there. It was cool. You should come. I had almost died by three coyotes that morning. So I was in a very weird headspace. What is that? A drink? No. Like I was on a hike with ravioli toes and fucking three coyotes surrounded us. And I thought we were going to die oh, and be attacked oh, by coyotes. I thought that I was, was another cullyism. <laughs> no. You ever die no. by three coyotes? Death by coyote. Death by Dude, it was awful. And then I like went to his house and it was like all these comedians. And I was like, oh, my God. And Ron was like, you've been my friend for so long. And I was like, what is happening? It was so Aww, awkward. He's sweet. like, you and Allie. I'm like, yeah. yeah me and Allie. I really like that. I think you should name, You should like write a memoir and call it Death by Three Coyotes. <laughs> I might. Just an idea. Just an idea. Maybe when you're um, done renovating and you have some time. I'm never going to be done re- renovating. Your life is is always in renovation. It's a work in progress. Everything, every day. Listen to The Ali Colbert Show. Uh, It's amazing. You can find it everywhere you uh, listen to podcasts. Follow Ali on social. And um, do me a favor. And if you're listening, spam her with demanding that I come on her show at least once a quarter. Okay, thanks. Love you. Bye.